Welcome, guys. Stop it on time. How are you all today? First episode ever with four people <laughs> at the same time. So, so we'll see how that goes. We have Daniel here, who, as you might notice, is not publicly docs yet. So we don't know his last name. No one knows. We have also Rodrigo here, and we have Dev, also known as Mike from Stop Elon, the first ever protest token. Is it the first ever? Yes, of yeah. course. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, we we were the very first uh, uh, token that I'm familiar with that uh, that actually staged a live uh, protest. We got uh, worldwide news coverage um, as well very early on with our, our token launch and um, and uh, yeah, got out there and actually represented in front of the Tesla building. Actually, this uh, this conversation here sparked pretty pretty organically because I was hosting the Crypto Hot Seat, which featured Stephen Stomberg from Bitrex, the CEO of Bitrex Global, and he said some stuff about Elon Musk that was very much on your line. <laughs> it was some very nice stuff, so I took a clip of that and I posted it on your subreddit, which then sparked uh, me getting to know Rodrigo and having this. Uh, this setup we've been kicking it for a while so i'm happy that it finally happened and yeah so why don't you tell us about stop Elon? what is a protest token you know the standard stuff for the audience and we'll take it from there if you want yeah go ahead Daniel. okay sure yeah i'll take uh, the question uh so stop Elon was first known as fuck Elon, uh, which was created right <laughs> after Elon musk <laughs> yeah after Elon Musk tweet a tweet which was in May, if you remember, it was a tweet that crushed the entire uh, crypto market. Like he said, like uh, he wasn't going to accept Bitcoin on his Tesla vehicle anymore. And if you have been following Elon tweets like since early 2000, like this year 2021, you would have noticed that he has built up a lot of hype and support for Bitcoin. And mm -hmm. then he just in May like this, he just withdrew the uh, Tesla support for vehicle purchases. Like he has been mocking the investor in this space. Like he, a lot of people joined this year because of him. And he just like, at some point just like stopped everything. He even called like Dogecoin. He has been chilling like for a year, uh, a hustle on television. So um, I think we are all upset in some hope because uh, we are all crypto investors. We have uh, money on Bitcoin, probably. We have money on, on a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies. And uh, just overnight, our, our portfolio crashed like 20, 30%. I don't remember exactly, but crashed a lot. And we felt like uh, one people who has the power to crash like the entire market is like not healthy for for the market, for the blockchain uh, technology, for everything. So we started to create, uh, so we created Fokelon. Um, Fokelon, which was this kind of protest, this, we were mad, like we say, uh, we are mad, Fokelon, you know, just like mm -hmm. this. And uh, it sparkled, like a lot of people joined organically. We didn't do any marketing. People just found out this token and they all bought this token and like, oh, I agree with you. We want to join this uh, Fokelon thing. And a actually, a lot of other Fokelon tokens were created on the same day. And a lot of them were scammed. And they eventually died like after a few days. So we continue to grow uh, this Fokelon. And that's where like, we become, at some point, 
uh, stop Iran because there was uh, this uh, issue. Uh, we wanted to grow more, but you know, having fuck Elon is kind of problematic when you start marketing. You know, you you go and you say, oh, I want uh, to market uh, to have some marketing on fuck Elon, and they are like, can I just have this swear word in right and, and, ma and marketing name. crypto marketing crypto is hard enough <laughs> as it is <laughs> yeah. to, to add up to add the fuck word and on top of that <laughs> this is gonna be the, exactly. this is gonna be the episode with the most fuck so far i think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already i'm already getting a feeling here that demonetized immediately <laughs> I, I don't even monetize so <laughs> Who you can censor the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna do that to the poor readers. All right. I'm the poor watchers, sorry, readers. <laughs> so yeah, so, marketing was difficult, and uh, so we decided to create uh, to rebrand ourselves as a stop Iran. There was another uh, thing that pushed us to do it as soon as possible. It's like in our contract, like on our a smart contract. There was a um, an issue. Uh, I won't go into detail because it's uh, a lot of technical details here. So in short, we decided to launch uh, Stop Iran uh, because of uh, the brand, the Fakaran brand, and uh, this bug in the contract. And uh, that's where, like, when after we changed to Stop Iran, we took a serious turn. Like, we created a real token with a real roadmap to fight market manipulation, which is like why we are why we are doing all of this. Uh, we wanted to fight like against uh, Elon Musk ma market manipulation, but also like crypto market manipulation in the world. And that's why we got a lot of media attention. We got covered uh, worldwide. Uh, we went newspaper in uh, net uh, internet articles. We were on TV on some in some countries. And yeah, that's that's why we are called the protest uh, token. And it, we it's had very like, interesting. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just saying like uh, we are going to be like the first protest token, and we even had this protest on, in June, June sixth in California in front of the Tesla factory. Like now we are trying to make our own voting trust. Like Devakar can talk a lot more. He has been with the the lawyers uh, for a longer time than me, but we are trying to make this a uh, voting trust because we want to fire or like stop uh, Elon Musk from twitching uh, on, you know, his Twitter account. So we are trying to get like uh, all these kind of things done, which is like unbe unbelievable for, for a token, you know, a token are usually not that uh, ambitious, I would say. And yeah, we come from a shit coin, a meme coin, to a serious project, I guess. Of course, and I mean, this is very interesting because I don't see any other tokens doing stuff like this. So you're pretty much building a use case for, for this kind of thing. And just to, as a good practice, guys, I forgot to tell you this when I was briefing you about the podcast, I try and keep the screen time equal. So I'm just going to be directing the questions randomly at whoever I think it hasn't oh, yeah, been sure. talking for a while. Yeah. Um, 
just as, as a general good practice. So I'll ask uh, Rodrigo, who's next in my in my screen. How do you? Sure. What's the situation with you guys? Because okay, you launched this token, and it's not so much a for profit thing. Obviously, like you have an underlying social mission. So how do you guys subsist? Is this something that you guys do for fun and as a hobby in your spare time, or have you managed to make of these like more of an actual job? Yeah, what was the dynamic like on the team? Yeah, we pretty much take it as a job because uh, we know this is a long-term uh, movement and we are all, pretty much all of us are invested, actually invested in the token and not, not only earning from the core team payments, which is something that we've been doing for like one month or two. Uh, we all invested in a token, we are invested in the project and we, we want to be invested until it finally happens to reach our goal, which is to have the voting trust set up, bring uh, regular investors of the stock market to, to uh, cooperate with us using the voting trust. The voting trust for now only accepts uh, Tesla stock and that's our first goal. Uh, that is to pursue uh, having a possibility to be inside Tesla stockholder meetings and make a difference from the inside of from inside of the company and not from the outside because from the outside it's pretty much impossible uh, but by having a voting trust having people being able to deposit the shares and and having something more official makes it so that we can last longer and shows that we are serious on what we're doing and so the ultimate goal is to get him to stop tweeting it's only that it's not to fire him as ceo of tesla it's not to Or are you it guys all depends on him, really. as far as <laughs> Yeah, it all depends on him, really. Our our objective is to make him stop. Since the crypto market doesn't have a regulation of any kind, and it, it probably won't have a regulation anytime soon, uh, since it's so decentralized, uh, our goal is to kind of regulate what he's doing and regulate any other people that want to do what he's doing and what he's done, which is shield one token shield bitcoin and then all of a sudden it's nothing else and and that crashed the portfolio of a lot of people and a lot of people invested in doge not only what they could but everything they had so a uh -huh. lot of people lost pretty much everything they had to invest and all the money that they had and this is something very serious and it's something that we from what we see from from his tweets he doesn't take it seriously seriously And he keeps doing it and he keeps chilling and he keeps posting pictures of his dog named Floki. Is it Floki? Uh, I've never seen the pictures Floki, of the dog. Floki, a Floki <laughs> token just skyrockets in one day because of his tweet. So that's right. something that we need to, to focus on not, make, not making that possible anymore. If he doesn't agree to that, then in the end, if we need to uh, grab more stockholders to try and fire him from Tesla and That's on him, not not on us. And that's that's his decision, pretty much. It's just crazy how we have like four. How how many super celebrities do you think we have in the world like that? I would say um, it's Elon Musk is one of them for for real. And then I would put Kim Kardashian and Kanye West on the same list. Uh, maybe Cristiano Ronaldo, but uh, there's not that many people that can do that in the world right you don't have a people that are that popular and have such a serious following and then like you said when they interact with a market of any kind they do tend to move the needle and 
that would go twice as much for Elon Musk because you don't really perceive uh, Kanye West or Kim Kardashian to be like particularly smart people. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> if one guy is launching rockets to the moon, then you say, okay, this guy actually must know a thing or two about how the world works. Um, how, how did the stuff with the protests go, Mike? I think yeah, that uh, sorry, I've got my, uh, my, my dog here <laughs> giving me a <laughs> bit of a hard time. One oh, that's, a, that's a nice dog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, uh, if, if, come here, so <laughs> if you want, he's, uh, to go, he's just hopping up and down on on this. So I may may end up actually just needing to put him in a different room so he doesn't hop on my lap. Uh, we, we've had a good chair of dogs here that's, in this podcast. Totally so we, don't, we don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he'll he'll just hang out here. <laughs> Hello. That's a that's a beautiful um, dog. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, his name is Soda. He's uh he's just trying to be super playful right now. Well, hmm. gotcha. Okay. Whoa, come here, bud. Okay, so this is Soda. Nice to meet you, Soda. Hi, Soda. Man, that, that's a beautiful puppy. I know, and now I lost you. I cannot. We cannot hear you. I think your microphone unplugged. Yeah, you. I think you. Yeah, you, you killed your microphone. This is all right. If you go, we'll continue with the protest stuff, Rodrigo, and we'll let Mike sort out his situation. Okay, yeah, sure. So the protest, I wasn't present in the protest because of COVID, obviously, I cannot uh, just simply get out of Brazil in the moment. Uh, but Michael was there, and uh, we had around uh, eight to 10 people uh, on present on the day. We parked uh, on the other side of the road from, from the Tesla factory because the other in front of the factory, it's not a public road, it's a private road owned by them. So we, we went there, we had some uh, some uh, posters, we had some people with stopping on shirts, we had a Tesla Model 3 that we we borrowed for, for the event. And we had some coverage from uh, NBC Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. also some other media outlets. Yeah, we uh, we we had a, a few um, like posters and and, uh, and signs and so on that we that we had printed for the event, and we actually had a wrap Teslas. I think you may have mentioned. Uh, just getting my uh, headphones back together, but I think I'm I'm good now. Yeah. So uh, you're good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm back. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, the protest went fantastic. Um, it wasn't a, a huge turnout, but you know we had a, a, a good group of people there, and we were able to actually um, uh, we, were, we were able to actually get a little bit of coverage and get our message out there, and that's really what the whole goal of that protest was. It was really to just communicate the you know the frustration with uh, with one single individual, um, just sort of like uh, playing with and toying with uh, people's money. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people coming right off the back of, of a worldwide pandemic and one of the biggest market crashes in history, you know, put a whole bunch of, uh, faith and trust in someone who they viewed as a visionary, someone who is sort of like had a really good view for, uh, humanity, some really positive things for, um, you know, energy, uh, renewable energy, uh, and, um, electric vehicles and all of that. And, uh, you know, he's up here sort of uh, like touting, um, you know, Bitcoin and uh, and Dogecoin are going to be like kind of the future. Uh, and then 
basically helps drive the price up substantially with direct support of it, only to rug pull and essentially yank all of that support. Yep. Um, which I'm, I'm going to be fair and honest. Uh, I think that E was a big part of the catalyst of what caught, triggered the crash. And then it was after that, um, other bad actors, you could see uh, almost like clockwork every single time they could, would basically push the price down, push the price down uh, for around three months or so. And actually, even today, today is a fantastic uh, example um, where it's the 24th um, and we just came off the back of um, one of the biggest uh, options expiry uh, periods this year anyway uh -huh. uh, for Bitcoin. I think it's around three billion or something like that. Um, and it seems like almost like clockwork again, you've got like a separate sort of event where um, the mainstream media in general sort of uh, started reporting on this China. Um, this idea that yeah, China was actually gonna make it completely illegal. I not, not very original, that, not very original at all. Uh, no, this is like the, the 30th time, I, I'm just pulling a number out, but this is like the 30th time like that, that I, I've seen that they, they've like banned Bitcoin. This time, I think they're 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 making uh, trading it illegal, which you know they're they're doing this incrementally. I think to just kind of like pull as many bad headlines as possible over the longest period of time that they possibly can. That that's what it appears to be. So uh, we, you know what's funny? We always uh, this is something that Ruben Jab tweeted like a, a while ago, uh, earlier today actually. Uh, it's always funny how the people that are all quote-unquote trying to protect investors they always find the way to time their actions so that they fuck up with investors the most yeah like it's it's actually almost down to the minute sometimes you can see like uh yep. bitcoin approaching forty-five thousand. if you're looking at technical analysis that's a major uh resistance that that uh we were potentially testing and hopefully we're going to get above and it's like right as it's testing that that's when the headlines come out and actually something really interesting i saw it posted on uh, on Twitter, and I may be off on this because I haven't dug into this too much on my own, but it sounded like the actual uh, catalyst for this new wave of FUD uh, that's hit the mainstream media actually was uh, originally coming out of China on September 3rd. So it's very interesting that they chose this exact moment to make it a really big deal. But I guess with Elon Musk in particular, um, you know, with these other things, it's a little hard to sort of pinpoint as single user or single individual mm -hmm. or single person or source. Elon Musk, though, um, is a single source of pumping and dumping. He, he may have said he doesn't dump, but uh, it doesn't matter if he's dumping his personal holdings or not. His, his uh, behavior and his sort of like uh, almost childlike, it's like he's picking the legs off of a bug or something like that. It's like is how it feels with his tweets sometimes because he, he was posting like really publicly, like um, almost teasing it with like the Bitcoin and his profile description, massive catalysts. They were moving the market up substantially. And then, um, you know, when he turned, he didn't just say, oh, we're doing this. He actually did that and then started posting a whole bunch of memes of like people crying as the stock stocks go down and stuff like that. Really cruel stuff. If you actually go and look at his uh, his tweets, it wasn't just that he pulled support. He pulled support and then rubbed salt in the wound of all of the people who follow and really, uh, you know, had a lot of affection for him. So anyway, that's what our protest token is called, Stop Elon. We are more than just sort of Stop Elon. We are interested in trying to stop market manipulation as a whole. It's a little harder, but we've got this voting trust as like one concrete thing that we can do to at least hold this one individual 
to account to begin with. And um, yeah, I can go in more into that later. But yeah, that's that's basically what we're about. Uh, and, it's, uh, and it's just crazy that the no you didn't rumble don't worry uh, no, it's just crazy that this has managed to transcend the media and it has like permeated into our culture altogether because um but quick story time i'm do i they, they shut off all the co-working spaces in Argentina because of COVID and whatever. So I had to rent a room in the house of someone that to use as a co-working space because uh, this woman, this 60 year old lady just had a huge house close by to us that she was renting for like various purposes. Probably the whole thing was illegal. If you're listening to this, it's just happening in my imagination. <laughs> I, if you're in law informants in Argentina anyways. So we rented this space in this woman's house and we went uh, to work there whenever we we wanted to just get some air outside of the house we not go to a cafe or something so have a private space for a meeting whatever and of course eventually this lady found out that i was in crypto and she was pretty interested she was 60 something years old and astrology is nothing to do with technology and all of her questions were always about like oh but what happens if elon musk tweets something bad about bitcoin and it crashes and i'm like that's the point where i realized how deep into our culture do these did this Elon Musk can manipulate Bitcoin at the wheel has gotten ingrained. So, and it was funny when he did the B word event that no one called him out on his bullshit in there. Everyone was just sort of like tiptoeing around the issue. Uh, has he has he himself like? Uh, I, I know that he said I pump, but I don't dump, which is like you do dump dude. <laughs> but how, how do you see these cultural phenomena playing out in the longer term daniel uh you mean the the all like influencers or people tweeting and pumping and dumping or I, i'm not he sure himself, i get the question he himself yeah. because you would see that in the opinion of some people nowadays the crypto market doesn't like him anymore uh you would see that yeah pe people don't like him in general in crypto at least uh but um some might say that because he did it so often his importance sort of died down in the markets do, do you see this as actually being the case or does he still have the power to like turn it up again uh, I would say like the more he does it, the less effective he like he would be. And like, you know, you, you can be fooled once, but you cannot be fooled every time. Like maybe mm -hmm. the newcomer that, that just like got um, into blockchain and just discovered this guy, even he's uh, super famous now, like maybe they would like, oh, uh, he treated something bad, like I would sell now because, you know, and everyone would them. But the more he does it, the, the less... Uh, power he would have and i guess there is this uh awareness that would be raised as well like oh it's not the first time he did it like last week he did it like two months ago he did it like you know and i think uh it was yesterday or a few days ago he tweeted about uh dogecoin again like about the dodge fees that say it needs to go lower so that it would be like uh, can be used in ferrets and stuff in the us and it didn't like move the price of dodge like I haven't checked the chart every day, but I think it haven't moved it a lot, and no one talk about it as much as before because uh, we used to like, oh, have you seen uh, 
his la his latest uh, tweet and now he's like just uh, you know is oh he tweeted again and what's next and I guess it's still work but less and less I would say I I, I think I it's one. important uh, as well to keep in mind that he's still CEO of like one of the largest companies on earth um, so even if he can't you know with these one-off sorts of tweets uh you know pump and dump and and stuff as easily like the large large cap like bitcoin it used to be that bitcoin could like surge like 15 percent or drop like 10 percent 20 percent like on 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 him doing one thing or another but the the really big catalysts that you see are the ones where it's actually backed by tesla taking action so i i think if mm. tesla turns back on bitcoin purchases for example you probably would see uh, Bitcoin pumps significantly. And then if they yank it again, I mean, who knows? Uh, I doubt that they would go back and forth another time. That would be so blatant. And I'm, uh, he gets in trouble though uh, a lot with the SEC, so it's hard to say exactly what he would do. It's hard, hard to, um, hard to gauge. But I, I think he he can have sway on the market. Um, I just think that a lot of these sort of like uh, we'll just call them shit coins that he's like pumping and dumping like baby doge and stuff like that um because it's not just doge he actually stopped being so faithful to pumping the doge community and i think this is where he he ruffled a lot of feathers um and i'm i'm not personally invested in doge uh but i'm, I'm fascinated by by that sort of uh culture so i watch it occasionally but i've noticed that he has had um you know of course he's always going to have his diehard followers but as he right. started pumping these other things like Baby Doge and a few others, or I, I don't even know. I can't. It's hard to keep up with all of the Doge and dog-related um, projects. Um, you know, you can tell that a few of the original sort of Dogecoin holders have have uh, started to to be a little bit less uh, excited about uh, his involvement in the space as well. And they were usually his sort of like strongest sort of supporters. So anyway, that's just an observation. I find the the playfulness. I, I've, I've never known how to feel about it because, like, you, you would say it could be because he's just so privileged that he doesn't care what he's doing, or it could be that he's just actively enjoying the power play or a, a combination of anything. But why do you think it is that this stuff fascinates him so much, Rodrigo? I mean, as a personal, as a personal feeling, and by the way, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Just still mute, I think. I, are you muted? Well, your Zoom account is not muted right now, so something is going on with your microphone. There I have There you are. No, lost again. Okay, if you want, let's say, what, what do you think his personal motivation is, Daniel? I don't know. I guess like he's uh, egocentric uh, guy. So um, I guess he has fun like doing it. I'm not sure. You know, we are not in his mind, but yeah. by the look of it, like and his tweet, like all, all the time. Like sometimes he, he tweets uh, useless stuff. Sometimes it's about the SpaceX. Sometimes it's about his team. Sometimes like you know, he he, he just tweets uh, anything and everything. So. I would say he he might be having fun doing it like 
I'll just tweet that and see how people react and, you know, just maybe a big scale experiment for him just to see how the market react on his tweets. I, I'm not sure very on this. What do you say, Rodrigo? Now you're back. I, I could hear the last thing you said. Yeah, I, I think, I personally think she, he loves the, the whole cult of personality that, has, that was built around him because you can see him uh, saying random stuff that nobody would say. And that's all, it's always related to crypto somehow. And you, you, we, we had, I think it was, I don't know if it was Baby Doge or Baby Doge Father or Doge Father or something like that. Uh, that he he actually on a on a single day he said he was like exiting an event and he just waved to the camera a, a specific camera and he said oh Doge father to the moon and then that crypto jumped once again and that's that's something that as Devakar said do, the Doge holders don't give a, a damn about him anymore but all all these other smaller tokens and smaller meme tokens are making a whole lot of money just by paying attention to what he's tweeting. And, and he actually doing that still goes to simulate what happens and he doesn't care about it. I don't, I don't see him caring about it yet and I don't think he, he cares about it, will care about it at any moment if he isn't actually uh, convinced to stop doing it. That's, that's the main thing. And I don't, I don't see any other big personalities uh, doing the same as he does, but... I see a lot of people taking profit off of it, and I, I, and that's the the thing that kind of pisses me off in the end. That so many people want to to do what's right, but when it comes to crypto, they just want to earn money in the back of other people, and that that's not fair at all. And especially in a, in a year like 2020 and 2021, where a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people lost their money, and they saw on crypto a way to kind of get money somewhere else and in a different uh -huh. space and they they jump in all in they jump all in into doge or they jump all into bitcoin and all of a sudden it crashes because of one person that's not fair at all and it that's is, something that he needs to see that it's it's wrong there's a there's a timing element as well and i, I think there's some something that's really mm -hmm. important that 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 has been missed so far there's a lot uh to be said for oh you know you haven't lost anything if you haven't sold and that's very true on a lot of a lot of things uh especially if you're investing in a solid project if you're investing in bitcoin for example i don't really think you personally i'm very bullish about bitcoin i don't really think that anybody who just purchased bitcoin and held through this whole period of time is going to have any issues if they've got like five ten year mindset or whatever um there's two different sorts of elements to why this is problematic the first one uh is timed options expire expiring um and leveraged traders uh, who have mm. sort of jumped in maybe and in situations where they should not have. Um, I think it's important to recognize that anytime that anybody invests anything, they're the only one, like the buck stops there. If you've invested money in the stock market or you've invested in cryptocurrency, you do need to take responsibility for your own investment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I So I wanted to first of all say that. I, I don't think that you can just point at somebody else and say, oh, no, man, he, he, he ruined this for me or whatever. You know, the market is a worldwide global thing. Everything's kind of connected and things get um, things can be affected in, in different ways. Um, but, you know, there are there are, um, you know, certain types of, of behaviors that I think are problematic. Um, and he kind of like it's checks all those boxes with regards to 
um, pushing public news, uh, you, leveraging his own companies, leveraging his massive amount of wealth and influence uh, to push things up and then tear them down just for fun. Um, and, and I think that the important thing that I wanted to get at is like when he's doing this, uh, you know, the long-term holders are probably not terribly affected overall. Like you wait a few months mm -hmm. and you'll probably be fine. But a lot of people do get wiped out uh, just by opening up like an options trade or something like that. They're like, oh, hey, like Bitcoin's looking pretty good right now. I think it'll probably be fine. And then they don't necessarily count on like three months of down and down into the side or something like that. So he is causing real financial hardship for a lot of people who are who are not as like privileged and don't have his massive amount of wealth and influence. Um, and, and I think it's important to hold him to account for that specific reason. Um, so just wanted to kind of add that little bit of color there. Part of the way that we're hoping to do this is through the voting trust, which, um, you know, if we can get enough people who, who see this as problematic behavior and want to hold them to account, they can stake their Tesla shares with us uh, once this trust is totally set up. We've been speaking with our legal team for a few months now and uh, have been making pretty good progress. And this isn't something that's ever been done before. So they're, 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 being really careful about it, especially whenever the SEC uh, starts to make sort of more uh, statements about things being securities, the legal team, it makes our legal team a little bit nervous occasionally, uh -huh. but they are making steady progress uh, towards the voting trust, which is good. So anyway, uh, we're trying to take concrete action with this token, with this project um, in a way that, that gives a little bit more power to investors. And um, the reason why we call it a protest token, of course, is is because the primary goal and motivation of this is to try and combat some of these problematic behaviors. And the final thing I want to say, like just in this one sort of thought, um, is that uh, there are other actors who are doing this. A lot of the time they're paid. Um, I'm not going to name the YouTube personalities that, that I'm thinking of, but if you paid much attention to, uh, to Twitter and um, are familiar with some of the more unscrupulous um people who have like maybe come up through the vine world for example and have found their audience their a new audience um mm -hmm. they'll accept the money for a lot of these smaller projects and uh in shout in out return, to Boy. <laughs> shout out yeah exactly. there you go shout out uh exactly so you know you get a lot of you get a lot of of this paid promotion but uh you know even that isn't so bad because a lot of the time at the very least it's not like they're pumping and dumping the thing it's it's pretty clear that they're shilling something and they've been paid uh -huh. to shill this thing um but they're not going to rug pull on you necessarily now if they do if there is a rug pull if they're associated with for example the token and then sell all their tokens or something, that's a problem too and i think that that should be held to account for sure but Anyway, I do want to say it's not just Elon Musk, but he's the most powerful figure I can think of who just sort of mm -hmm. does it willy-nilly and is completely unpredictable and um, and destructive, I think. That's the thing with him also. Like he's pretty unpredictable. The, the whole dumping Bitcoin, the Bitcoin acceptance on Tesla, that was pretty... It happened from like day to night and it had just been like a couple of months after they started accepting Bitcoin. It was fucking crazy. And it was just like, well, yeah, that timing was off. And there's a thing to be said about timing in the crypto market. Like today is one of those days where you just get hit from everywhere. Um, I don't like to talk news that much because then the whole podcast 
thing doesn't work if you watch it a month from now. But today is just one of those days where you have China thought, you have uh, problems with um, with this options aspiring thing, and then you have um, the Twitter is accepting Bitcoin tipping all in the same time, and you just. Uh, it's very convenient and now we're just waiting for a statement from Elon Musk. <laughs> what was the joke that we made, that we made earlier today? Yeah, we just um, need to top it off with uh, Tesla's accepting bitcoins again and <laughs> we're then we're off to the races. So it, I don't know. It's uh it is crazy. I I think it's very difficult to isolate like one sort of problematic thing. It seems like there's there's so many different forces um all sort of fighting for their own self-interest and us as individuals like as individual investors you know you gotta admit when you put money into a project you're really hoping that you'll be able to uh mm -hmm. to, to see a return on that you don't go into a trade uh wanting to lose money so you know there's i think there's just a point where um there's an ethical use of of influence and i, I think that that's kind of the the heart and soul of what we stand for is we really just want um, you know, ethical use of influence and 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 some checks and balances, basically. The, for example, YouTubers. Um, I'm, I'm not big enough as to as to get offered to, to to shield coins. And we're a research firm anyways. Like we make our money elsewhere. We don't need to do this um this kind of thing. Um, but um, back in the day, I was working in ICO marketing, and. We, you would get weird messages from weird people like, hey, I can get you an Ivan on tech for this much money. I can get you in, in this and this and that. And one of those one time seemed extremely legit. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the day, Ivan on tech used to have these um, specials where he would uh, sort of like let a project come and pitch to him. And this wasn't on his main show and everyone knew he was getting paid to do this so like at some point it was like okay you know let, let them shoot their shot at a big audience and everyone know it knows it's paid for and ivan gets to make some money yeah. Dude, but the the amount that you would pay for him to to be on that it was something like twenty five thousand dollars for a one hour special and yeah that's that's fine. Like, I, I think the the disclosure that, you know, it's paid promotion is, I, I think that that is all you need. All you need is that. And then I think everything, you can't argue like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's adver that's advertising. There's nothing that's wrong advertising. with That's advertising. Exactly. There's, I, just I like, just like you guys paid me a bunch of money to be here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's different. It's different, I think. Cut that off. Cut that off. <laughs> I'm cutting that <laughs> the difference i think the the key the key fact though is that like you know you look at the you look at the difference between um you know promotion uh promotion versus like you know loading and then unloading your bags and manipulating the price like up and down like that's that's you know cut and dry kind of like where i think there's a problem and, and well since, since we're talking about money and um, of course you didn't pay me to we wouldn't be having this conversation if you paid me and you didn't want me to say it. Uh, but there, there's the issue of money and you guys have a legal team and lawyers, especially in the US, tend to be pretty expensive. So yeah, would you like to speak a bit about how you're funding all the legal parts of the, of the project? Because of course, yeah. this is a complex thing that you're trying to do and it's very interesting that you actually have a roadmap that goes through like legal ways instead of the the usual building tech stuff so all, all to yeah. you 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I can actually add some color to that. So, uh, I, I'll, in order to understand how the legal team is being paid for, you need to understand how I got to be part of this project. So, I actually um, started out. Uh, the day happens when when Elon Musk withdraws support uh, for Tesla uh, purchases with Bitcoin, and I am frustrated because I have a bunch of timed options for uh, for Mara, uh, which is a Bitcoin mining company. And um, you know I've done well with uh, with all my trades up till, uh, up until that point. I was like, you know what, fuck this guy. I'm like, you know, it may be my responsibility, maybe my 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 mistake for for having uh, for having these things. Thankfully, I didn't lose more than I could afford to. So mm -hmm. no no uh, no problems really there. But I was frustrated, so I typed into Reddit, fuck Elon. <laughs> I just typed <laughs> that in. I found the first the first token on. Uh, BSC that I that I could see. I think Daniel made like a, an initial post or something like that when he was first creating the contract, and I just clicked that link, joined it, uh, saw that it was like um, a, a token that they were still working out the contract details on, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to uh, yellow in <laughs> a few hundred bucks. So I put uh, a few hundred bucks into the into the project as the token was being created. And I think Daniel thought I was some sort of bot or something like that because I was I had to make very small purchases because the liquidity was so low. And um, I bought up, I think I didn't want to buy too much of the project because I, I, I recognized if I bought too much of the project that I would own um, too high a percentage, it might look bad for other investors who were also kind of like feeling the same I was. But I did want to get an early position. So I bought around three, four percent, I think, of the project. And at that point, um, you know, I didn't even know if this was a rug or if this was just going to go away or or anything like that. Um, and that initial sort of seed investment that I put in, um, you know, when the project had like a, I think a $5,000 market cap or something like that was uh, small, but it grew very quickly as the project turned out to be legitimate. And, um, you know, I just got lucky that, you know, Daniel's an upstanding person um, and a very, uh, very capable developer. And, you know, just it was that one in a million sort of chance because there were three or four other token projects that by the same name that day that all got yanked and rug pulled. And had I clicked on any of those links, I, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you now. So I recognize I got very lucky. Um, I didn't take that much profit. In fact, I've still got a majority of my holdings. Um, I actually uh, think it's important to um, you know, not rug a community that I put a lot of effort into. And so, you know, I just, I, for the most part, I hold. But I do take profits, and, and because I've got such a large portion, I think I've got around 2% or something like that right now of the project. Uh, I, I took a little bit of profit um, at one point once we got on, like, I think, uh, coin market cap or something like that. I sold... Um, uh, a, a good portion enough to cover a few months of like legal fees and stuff like that because we have this idea uh, that we wanted to pay a legal team and I've basically been um, paying the legal fees every month uh, since then. I think the it, the the rough cost is you know several thousand dollars to start with. It's about a thousand dollars every month, uh, and ah. so occasionally I'll sell uh, in order to sort of like maintain neutrality with regards to like my bank account and and being able to fund this thing. Um, but it's really just going off of the um, uh, off that initial sort of like few hundred dollar investment, which I I've, I I 
and I'm now basically fully invested in this project and believe it and I, I want it to succeed. So I try not to sell too much. Um, and in fact, a couple months I've you know actually taken a thousand dollars from other trades or other other things and I've funded it myself. Um, and when we're up really high, I might sell a little bit more to just sort of try and uh, try and eat away at some of those fees and buy myself a little bit more roadmap. But for now, uh, the legal team has been fully funded with the, the profits of, of my trade uh, with uh, Stop Elon. Cool. Uh, Daniel, is there anything that you'd like to add to the foundation of this? Hey, he's not here. You, Rodrigo? Uh, I joined a, a, day, a few days after Devacore. Uh, I was I was invested in Doge and in Bitcoin uh, at the moment that the whole Elon manipulation started. And uh, I was watching Saturday Night Live live at that night, and all of a sudden I just saw a big red candle, and I thought, yeah, well, it's gone now. So I, I sold my my Doge coin, and I just let it rest as, as BUSD, as Binance USD token, and trying to figure out what to do next. And I, 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 I seen a few days I saw uh, Fuck Elon on Twitter and people mentioning it because Twitter recommended it to me. I didn't pay too much attention because I was like, I, I was still pissed at what happened. So I didn't want to just throw my money anywhere else and then just ha the have the same happen to me once again. Because uh, I pretty much lost like half uh, half of my investment at that moment, um, but then a few days a friend of mine came to me and said, "Oh, did you heard about? Did you hear about Stop Elon?" And I said, "Stop Elon? Wasn't it Fuck Elon? What what's happened?" And then I, I went to read about it and I, I joined the Telegram. I started uh, paying more attention to it and I saw that they were actually uh, rebranded uh, from Fuck Elon to Stop Elon, and they actually. And at that moment, Daniel airdropped all the tokens to all the original 900 or so holders of Fuck Elon. So they rugged and unrugged at the same moment. And at that moment, I knew that I could pretty much invest safely on it and have my, my assets there uh, for as long as I wish to, to. And I really liked the idea of being part of something that can have a side of activism to it and that can make a difference in the market. Because we were coming from, we were coming from GameStop, from Wall Street bets. We were right. coming from AMC right at the moment, and, and everybody was very, uh, uh, how do I, how would I say it, like very excited of of the power that people could have on a market that pretty much manipulated their lives the whole time, and tried to destroy a company that was in the heart of pretty much every Amer every North American in history, like GameStop. Everybody that's an adult now or a, uh, an adolescent now, a teenager now, pretty much went to GameStop to buy a game or at least to look at games at some point in his life. And then all of a sudden, a hedge fund is calling to to, to destroy bankruptcy. It. And yeah, all of, from one day to the next. And, and seeing that moment happen and seeing the whole Reddit community go after uh, the stocks and save GameStop at that moment was something that pretty much was never done before. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting the shields now, here. Yeah, it was, it was really yeah cool. exactly. And then the same happened to AMC right after when COVID hit and AMC was going to be bankrupt and people started buying AMC stock just to save the comp the, 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 the chain. And it, it's something that we don't see 
like it was the very first time that happened and that's what i saw as as i joined stop elon uh back in i think it was 21th of uh, 21st of may uh and I saw that happening on, on crypto and I got excited about it. And I said, I will invest in it. I don't care if I lose my money, but I want to be part of something that, that actually can make a difference in the real world. And, and I was always uh, enthused in the beginning. I mined in 2010 when it all started. I lost all of those. <laughs> I have no idea where those went. Uh, and then I bought some on, on 2016, I think, 2018. Uh, some more and uh, I saved it uh, and when Doge came I, I invested in it believing a, a guy that I shouldn't <laughs> as many people did and when I joined Stop Elon I was so excited that I, I decided to we had Elon on the on the token icon on the on the the actual icon of, of, of Stop Elon and at that moment like it was like uh sunday evening i said i'm i'm a designer i'm a graphic designer i, I have to help these guys not have legal issues in the future i, I know that they won't be talking uh. to a lawyer at this moment so i just grabbed my laptop started designing a, a new logo and uh that's pretty much what what brought me into the project as a core team member i was just an investor i bought some tokens I, I keep investing to this day, but I'm, I'm on the core team now and I want to make my assets and everyone's asset, assets uh, be more valuable so that we can help uh, stop Elon get to a point that we can buy uh, some Tesla shares, we can bring some Tesla stockholders to the voting trust and we can all together make a difference and maybe be for crypto what Wall Street bets was for the stock market and for those companies. That's yeah. something that, <laughs> that gets me excited about the project. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a little bit more to go on uh, based on that, that as well, Rodrigo. I, I just wanted to say a little bit more about the early days, too, um, because, yeah, I like I mean, I, I got chills when, uh, you know, uh, I saw what they were doing with with uh, GameStop. And um, likewise, the day before uh, the day before they kind of like really shut everything down. Uh, I remember having a, a conversation with my wife and just being like, you know, the only reason I'm not going deeper into AMC right now or anything like that is because I'm concerned that they might, and this is like tinfoil hat stuff I was saying to her that evening, they might turn the markets off. <laughs> which, uh, which more or less... And it uh, did. And it it did. happened. Um, yeah. And that that's basically like when they did that and I felt just like that, like just shut down, like depressed and sad about it. And then I, I was like, you know, at least we've got crypto. And it was like, when I saw the manipulation there, that that's really sort of like where I got really frustrated uh, because it was like, you can't win in the traditional markets. And then the, the other ones you've got like literally like bad actors. Also, it, it you know, it's just like everything is stacked up against the retail investor. So I don't know. I got excited about Stop Elon myself. When I first started, I, you know, I mentioned how, how I sort of scaled in initially at the start of the project. Um, and you know, what I did is I just like, I had nothing else going on at that time. The traditional markets were sucking, crypto markets were sucking. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I, I, I'm just like, I'm just going to lean in to, to stop Elon. This is where I want to put my money and my time and my effort and my, my heart and my motivation. And I asked my wife, uh, if she could help because it was the first day we didn't even have an icon. And um, I was like, 
babe, can you help me with uh, with this thing? It's called Stop Elon. Just join Telegram. I want to make like a few memes and I want to make like a, a logo and stuff. And she's like, sure, because she's she's a really uh, talented and accomplished illustrator. Um, we didn't put a lot of time into it, but she like made the initial sort of like uh, Elon Musk, like sort of stylized sort of like logo thing. Which I've never seen that logo. I'm going to search for it. <laughs> yeah, you got to find it. And uh, you know, the funny thing is like just a few days later, um, is uh, going from the conversation of, hey, babe, can you help me make some memes and an image for this this shit coin that I started? <laughs> and I had nothing uh, else. And I think a lot of other people saw this token and they just had nothing else going on because it's just like, everything else was stacked against against you and it was just a real feeling of hopelessness and stop elon for me was like this light in the darkness that we could focus on and put a little bit of like heart and time into and just a few days later um this small meme token that we'd started with uh it was being uh broadcast across the globe on in people's living rooms and their uh you know apartments and stuff like that in like korea india um and with with her logo on there it was just like a kind of it was a surreal experience and um <laughs> since then i think the team has grown and matured an, an awful lot and since then we've come up with like a concrete sort of plan with the voting trust and all that we've got rodrigo uh, has been amazing and has created uh you know so many good assets for us that's the original one there was actually that, that, that's, the, that's the original isn't it there's <laughs> one it. before yeah. there's, there's one that came after that Anyway, I'll let Daniel speak about this one because uh, I've monopolized enough time. But there's actually one more logo if you look for for it. Uh, look for Fuck Elon or Stop Elon. You can find uh, a is there another version one? of this face. There's one more. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, find it, uh, I'll find yeah. it while, uh, while Daniel does his part. All right. All right. Awesome. Daniel, I'll turn it over to you. Maybe I will use this one as for my, uh, you know, my picture for the podcast. Is the it's really the original one? It's like uh, I don't know. During this night, we like took 10 minutes. We found an image on on um, on Google, and then someone post uh, added a stop sign on on this logo, and it become like fucker on the the first logo of fucker on. But I yeah, that it. was it's a coming. initial logo. Yeah, <laughs> and then we we decided like to change it because it's kind of childish and you know being. More of a fucker and brand than the stopper and brand, and yeah, everything works. Now no, I'm rotating. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask you because I'm not up to date with this stuff. Uh, are you uh, are you aware of what's happening with the Dogecoin Foundation and all this stuff? Because they made a big show of uh, Vitalik joining the the dogecoin foundation uh, along with elon to to sort of revive the project and and sort of elon oh, um is this the one where you're referring to yeah that's the one okay that's uh, it. elon at some point hinted that he would want to make dogecoin like a serious currency right uh w whether he could do it or not actually vitalik did a very nice rebuttal of The, that proposal based on the fact that the tokenomics and the technical limitations of the coin would make it impossible to get adopt get it adopted to the point where where he was proposing and that are that article is very nice for anyone who wants to learn tokenomics from like a nice um from like a real use case and sort of like spark with like vitalik's with um elon's celebrity that's a very nice article for that given all that um 
but then he then they co-joined the Dogecoin Foundation, and I'm I'm just curious if you guys know where this whole thing is going right now. Uh, well, they, we have no idea yeah. <laughs> what they're going to try. Uh, but if he's if he's still in there, I don't I don't think many people want to know what he's going to be doing. Maybe if they turn into something serious, maybe it has a bit of a future. Uh, but I wouldn't put my coins in it. I wouldn't jump back in on 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 Doja at any point because of all the all that was allowed to happen. I don't think many people would want to rejoin as well. And I think I I think that to this day the guys that are still holding Dogecoin are pretty much uh, a cult of persons that want to uh, put Elon on a spotlight or on a pedestal and have him on on the spotlight, and that's it. Because I, I don't I don't see a future for it after what's what was done and after so many people losing money with it. But who knows? You you can expect the same uh, line of thought from everyone. And, yeah, we, we might see something happen. Personally, I, you know, I, I, I genuinely, um, you know, I would like for every, uh, for people who are in a particular space who are kind of in a bad situation or holding on for a future for there to be a future for them. But the, you know, the reality is uncertain. The one thing I do want to say is Elon Musk has at many times said, oh, Bitcoin's transactions are too slow. You know, Dogecoin like could be the future. But it's so weird that he's pumping Dogecoin when fundamentally it's it's similar to Litecoin, which is good, but it's certainly not like a next generation transaction speed sort of you know token, and mm -hmm. it's still you know proof of work, um, and it's still got all the like environmental concerns that he brought up. Like if Dogecoin's market cap approached Bitcoin's market cap, Dogecoin would be as bad for the environment as Bitcoin is if you're going to follow that sort of line of reasoning and you know i i think that there's like a lot of really good pushes towards uh green energy with bitcoin mining and i also don't think that bitcoin in general is uh super energy efficient for the decentralized like money problem that it solves and especially con compared to the the traditional financial uh you know system all of the manpower man hours like physical structures and buildings all the lights all of the um, you know money settling and manual counting and all the cash printers, all that gold mining industry, all of that. I think if you stack all that up, Bitcoin is probably not that much. But the weird thing is that his talking point has always been energy use uh, as a reason for um, thinking that Bitcoin is not not the right thing to sort of use. That's why he pulled support for Tesla. And um, Dogecoin's not better, so that's that's the weird thing. There are other projects I think that are better, better suited to solve that problem in particular. So it, it seems arbitrary that he's pumping Doge, you know, just egocentric. I think. Yeah. Uh, I see Daniel's Daniel's back, so yeah, maybe hand that over to him. Yeah. So I was disconnected for for a second. And. Uh, for about the Dutch Coins Foundation, I, I haven't followed much of the news, and I'm not sure what was the original question. Or how did you shift it to to uh, what uh, Mike just uh, said? Yeah, no, we were just talking about that, the, the Dogecoin attention and the Dogecoin, Dogecoin Foundation. If you don't know much about the Dogecoin Foundation, then we can talk about. Um, I find it really interesting 
that you guys have taken such interest in this particular person for for such a good reason like i'm not giving you guys shit for this but like how does it feel like from a personal standpoint to like being devoting so much time to like one single person this was for you we're not devoting time we're not devoting time for him we're devoting time for everyone that suffered from what he's done so I don't, I don't care about him. I don't care about Elon. I love that he's done so much for the space uh, industry. I love that he's done so much for the electric vehicles industry. Don't love it so much that he'd done it the wrong way. We have a lot of cases of strip mining lithium. We have a lot of cases of Tesla workers and SpaceX workers not having the proper conditions to work. So he's done it in a few of uh, curvy roads and not the the right way maybe but he's he's brought an, a lot of innovation to the market but one thing that was not positive is the whole cult of personality and and i think the people that fell for that and that lost their assets i think that's that's why we're, we're doing this we're part of them we're not the majority of them but we're part of them and we understand uh, what they felt because we felt the same at that at that moment so I don't think we're doing it just for ourselves. We're doing it for the whole community of crypto investors that suffered from, from all of his manipulation. I think Rodrigo phrased it well. And I would say like, um, we are doing it to help also adoption. Like if we are here today, I think we are here also for the technology, for the blockchain technology behind. We are not just here like for the quick bucks we can make and you know, go out and, you know, all those uh, influencers and uh, Elon Musk and all those kind of people, they are like shitting shit coins, they are shitting like cryptos and people just come or they FOMOs in and they got the quit game. They try like to hope like for 10x, 100x. Most of them would lose money, of course, but, and then only a few stay for the technology. And, you know, those who lost a lot of money, they won't be interested in, in this technology anymore. Like, like it's a shame because like Bitcoin and crypto and blockchain, you know, like it's fantastic. Like the use case you can have like in the near future and what they are doing like they are making some quick pumps and dump and people are just like going like somewhere else. They, they won't look at this technology in 10 years. They would be like, yeah, I remember I lost like a lot of money on Dogecoin. Yeah, I remember I lost a lot of money on Bitcoins. And now even if it's like successful and what like, it's a shame that they they approach like the technology with this way, with this entry, and that's like uh, one of the aim is not to to work on uh, Elon Musk and stuff, but it's like to help this mass adoption, to help like this awareness as well. I'm really, I mean, I'm really on board with the whole mission of stop Elon. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I would have thought from the name and from the memes and from everything that you guys were sort of like, because that's the idea, right? And you've been called a shit coin and you've been called a meme coin and all this. And somehow with your actions, you have managed to create a, a very solid thing and a thing that we can all agree it's just it's just not that it's a, a serious project with a serious roadmap and the whole rocking and unrocking the community 
was pretty spectacular to see from from afar. Um, would any of you want to speak a little bit to that, just for the people that are not aware of that whole happening? Yeah. So basically, the idea behind the voting trust is um, is that we we want to make it so that people can uh, essentially stake Tesla shares with us. And by that, I mean they're not giving us ownership of the shares. What they're doing is they're giving us the um, the, the right to, to use those shares and the voting power behind them uh, while the shareholder actually retains ownership of them. So if the person who is entrusting us with this voting power wants to, they can totally uh, sell those shares and exit the voting trust and all of that. There's no, um, th there's no exchanging hands and uh, of the actual shares themselves. And the interesting thing about that is that it allows us to get around this whole idea of using the project itself and the funds from from our investors uh you know to, to to do this lofty and ambitious sort of goal of of taking over um full control of tesla now um as wild and and sort of uh, crazy an idea this is uh, you know just genuinely thought that it was something that was um interesting was unique um and and it started by the idea of, of sort of like how do we take this fun idea and turn this into an actionable and concrete sort of like thing that people can do without doing it in such a way where we're essentially asking people to give us money so that we can buy Tesla shares, um, which would just basically go to, towards, um, you know, enriching the founders of our project. So this really truly is like a community driven sort of approach for um, for how to get around this, um, this sort of question of like, how would we actionably take over Tesla? Um, and some of the nitty gritty details, which which we still need to work out um, because the, the the voting trust is obviously a work in progress from our legal team, um, include like what do the reward structure and stuff look like for, um, for staking those shares with us uh, and how do we tie that in uh, to, our, to our project. So some of those details are something that I know that Daniel's got quite a few like really fun ideas for. Um, we're not really ready to announce any of that yet. But the voting trust has been in progress um, basically since the first month of the project existing and, and it's ongoing and we are dedicated to, to getting this out and launched. And um, I'm very excited to, to be able to share more details when those are available. That's a great story, man. And I think, uh, well, this is a very good place to start wrapping things up. Um, I also wanted to interject for for those that might not completely understand what the whole on dogs dogs thing means uh, basically like it's very unusual in the regular business landscape or whatever to have people that are collaborating in things pseudonymously or not completely anonymously and that's a cool thing that we have in crypto that well, the whole thing was born out of an pseudonymous individual so like you wouldn't uh, have things all the way this is like a very a space that's very friendly for people doing things like not in their own name but on their pseudonyms or on their pictures of whatever or on their meme names and, and i think that's pretty cool especially when you start building a story to like these characters that like daniel showcase that they have integrity to them and that 
and even in like Satoshi's case, not, not to draw comparison. Sorry, Daniel, but you're, you're some steps behind in that in that <laughs> line. Uh, but like even like that, when when you see these characters like do things regardless of whether they impact the reputation of a real person and their name, that builds a nice story. Things and I think it resonates with a lot of the values this community was built on. So, yeah, guys, if uh, someone wants to learn more about Stopilon or about either of you, would you mind letting me know what they can do and how they can get in touch? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you want to join us, you can join us uh, via the website. On, the, on our website, we have all the links. So you just go to stopilon.space. That's our main website. There you have links for our Telegram, which is pretty much 24-7 uh, managed by me and and four more uh, community managers. Uh, you can reach to, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, you can reach out to us on YouTube. You can reach out to us on Twitch, which we actually have a, a little rave happening right now, uh, courtesy of of Aaron, one of our community members, uh, community admins, uh, which is also he is also responsible for Twitter and and all the social media. But pretty much, you can find us everywhere. Um, at stop Elon underline underscore bsc okay. uh that's that's usually our 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 handle but uh, it might be different in some others but you can grab all the links and all the all the socials on our website cool and well guys um uh really really enjoy this conversation uh first type of project like this that i cover on the podcast and yeah you're all you've all been great um any other parting thoughts Okay, that's silent. So, um, okay, so it was a great broadcast. Yeah. Thank you thank for you. hosting us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for it's hosting been great. Us. Thank you for this opportunity, and uh, I really like what you are, what you are doing, which is also something that we want to do: is to educate people, educate the small guys, educate the small fish, to take uh, control of the whales at some point. And uh, I appreciate that you do that through your podcast and, and bring knowledge to people about crypto. That's very nice. It's good. Well, it's, all, it's always great to have people like you that are so committed to the community, that are so committed to the to the real values of the industry. So whenever you want to come back, I'm more than welcome. I'll, I'll cut it here because I have to go eat, but it was a blast, guys. Thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for Thank watching. You. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.